0: Welcome. This week's guest is an award-winning professional declutterer, life and end-of-life organiser, author and certified life coach. She is passionate about supporting people in clearing clutter in all areas of their life, preparing for death to live life more fully, getting organised and becoming more mindful and aware. When children are taught to declutter and organize, they are more likely to find success. She had worked with many adults who weren't taught this skill as, a ch- as children and not knowing how to clear your clutter or get organized can have a huge impact on your life. As she has cleared her clutter, she's found more success, abundance and freedom. Clutter affects us not only personally, but Professionally as well. Julie's been in business since 2009 and has worked with thousands of people through professional speaking classes and workshops. She is the author of 15 books, 15 books, including the journal prompt series Got Clutter, 365 journal prompts to clear clutter and hosts the popular self-help podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. Crikey, she's a busy woman. Julie recently moved back to her hometown of Wheeling, West Virginia in the United States and works with people all over the world. When not working, she's with her husband, Tony, or at the beck and call of her three black cats, Antonio, Nini, I hope I've pronounced that right, and Gus. Julie enjoys hiking, playing tennis, reading mysteries, and more. And her woman cave is the bathtub.
1: Welcome, Julie Caraccio. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. No. I'm excited to be here. Thank
0: you. Thank you for coming on because I think I need you in my life at the moment. Um, um Nobody can see, but like. My house is full of clutter at the moment, and this is what we're here to talk about. So, look, tell me. Tell me about your journey into clutter, basically, or not into clutter, into decluttering or cluttering. So, tell us about it. How did you get into it?
1: Well, before I even started to get in professionally, people would be like, you're uptight. Come get me organized. Help me declutter. That's not very I nice. i very, like left right brain thing I'm super intuitive but I also have this very like you got to get stuff done you know get everything in order and so I'd been doing it for years and then I was had moved from Los Angeles to Raleigh in the U.S. and I had this crazy job and I was like this place is nuts so I'm like I want to get out of here but what am I going to do so I was like what can I do where I'd make money I'd make a difference in people's lives and I'd enjoy it. Right. I'm like, if you have a crappy job, you don't want to have a crappy job again. And so I was like, Oh, this is actually a business. This is something I can do. And so I started organizing and then probably a year or two into my business, I had this great thing happen with a client and she looked at me and she said, can we just talk? And I'd gone over to to declutter and organize. And I was like, you're the client. We can do whatever you want. So we ended up talking for three out of four hours wow. and kind of what was behind the clutter. And then we were able to bam, declutter and get organized in that hour so quickly. I was like, ah, it's about the clutter. We needed to clutter. Like that's the hard part. Once we do that, organizing's a breeze, right? We can learn how to do it. And it was for me, the people that I work with, there's a why behind the clutter. And that's what gets my juices flowing and gets me excited because I'm like, let's figure out what's behind the scenes and what's going on so we can clear it and move forward. So like a why
0: as to why they're, oh my God, well, we better not even go Here, into my you, head because that's, I mean, I'm, I will
1: not go into your head. I'm fairly, I
0: am fairly tidy, but in the last, it's very bizarre because in the last six months, probably, Got very organised with like goals, where I want to go, what I want to do in life. And I'm Mm -hmm. doing the decluttering gradually, right? Because I'm going, I'm going, right, my son doesn't play with some of the stuff he does. So I'm going through it box by box and just decluttering it that way. And my desk, if you saw my desk, my desk is clear. I hate having a work environment that has stuff on it, right? Um, Although apparently, according to research, cluttered desk environment means you're good at what you do and all of that stuff and um i don't know
1: yeah see i would disagree yeah, me with too. that because it clutters your mind yes. how can you think clearly when you have stuff around and people if you, they see you have a messy desk they trust you less i mean they've done research oh. on it they'll think you're incompetent so if you're in an office space and you've got a cluttered desk you might be getting passed over from a promotion because people are like yeah they can't handle it look at them their desk is a hot mess i wouldn't trust them to And don't get
0: near me at PMT time because PMT time, and thank God I've got I'm going pre pre perimenopause or whatever it's called now. But like PMT time, I was like, I would go around the house like a crazy person tidying up because I just had to not have clutter in the house when I was hormonal. (laughs) Woe anyone I was living with, children or partners, because I was like, wait, what is going on? So yeah. So okay. What is clutter though? like does it go into is there categories of clutteriness
1: but like i don't know let's let's just delve into what clutter here's is. how i define it i define it a lot differently than most people Clutter to me is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve and desire. Mm -hmm. And I purposely choose to me when you want, you're like, trying to pull stuff to you. Choose is proactive. That's a strong word. So I'm very careful about the words I choose. But You could have relationship clutter. You know, you say to me, I have these goals, but if you have a spouse or partner or boyfriend or girlfriend that's not supportive, that's clutter for your goals or if one of you's messy and one of you isn't, right, or you have health clutter, you're like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year, but your kitchen's a hot mess, so you don't cook healthy meals. You're like, I'm just going to have frozen food again, or I'm going to just get takeout tonight, yeah, right? Yeah. So it affects all areas That's of life. That's
0: an awesome description of clutter, though. So say that again. What was your description again? Just so people get it in their heads. It's like an addiction.
1: Clutter is anything. Yeah, it definitely can be. Clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. So when you start to think of the bigger picture and look at the categories, oh, I have mental clutter, I have spiritual clutter, I have emotional clutter, Oh, because then I'm off focus. I'm off tangent. I'm not on target yeah. for the life I want. And I keep being on autopilot. But I'm like, oh, I'm aware of my clutter, then I can take action and wow. change it.
0: Wow. So – and it, it and it's just not – and so clutter isn't physical – it can be mental, emotional, like because because when we was when when I was talking to you before, like I'm thinking, oh, clutter is the you know people who and I was going to call them kleptomaniacs, and that's definitely not what they're called, but you know they're the people who are hoarders, right? And they fill their house with like newspaper. They never shut, throw a newspaper right. away. They fill their house with boxes and empty You know, just cram every room full. But that's not what we're talking about, really, is it? No. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not really.
1: It's it's the average person. How many I can tell you, bet a bunch of people listening. When's the last time they cleared the clutter out of their house? Five, 10, 15, 20 years. Then it's 30 years and you go to downsize. You're like, oh, my God, mm. when did I accumulate all this stuff? Right. Because you kept bringing stuff in instead of getting it out. I've downsized multiple times throughout my life, probably six times. I was thinking about this the other day. But if you don't, then it just continues to add. And I think that drives me nuts is I hate those shows, like working with people hoarding or even uh, what I'd call an average decluttering because to me it's so misleading because it takes time, it takes effort. You don't see the team behind it. Oh, 48 minutes! They just decluttered a two story home now, nah, and it was it took time. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to deal with
0: you've got to deal with those people who are. Um... Who are going through that it's an emotional trauma for them to get rid of stuff i mean at the moment it's quite funny you talking there because i'm going yeah maybe need to declutter my clothes because i've got lots of clothes that i wore i've got a pair of jeans that are 15 years old right because someday i'm gonna get back down to that size 10 that i was when i came to this country 15 odd years ago
1: like who am I? that those jeans are mocking who you. Who am I they're kidding? They're at the back of your mind. They're at the back of my mind. Saying, hey, "Hey, here I am in the thing. Why not let them go?" And then when you get to that size, get some new ones. Oh, new they candy. are
0: nice designer ones though, as well. They're the only pair of jeans I've kept. I have to say, I chucked everything else. But I said, like, "Oh, I can't." But that's
1: not bad. that's not bad like it's a process and you know it's not about being rigid and trying to be perfect which doesn't exist if you're only holding on to one pair of jeans I don't think that's bad at all you know my thing is about live your life what works best for you and if you can say you know what those are going to motivate me then keep them but it's when you have 10 pairs and when you have 20 t-shirts that don't fit and you collect this and you collect that then it's like you know, what's important, what matters, and you can't see through all of it. And the physical affects the mental and vice versa and spiritual affects emotional. It's all connected.
0: I should pin them on clear the- in
1: one area. Sorry, carry on no when you clear in one area you're going to clear in the other It uh, it's you know it affects everything which is a good thing so if you clear your desk you're going to feel mental clutter if you express your feelings of being upset at your partner then you're going to clear emotional clutter instead of going to eat a donut and scarfing down a pint of ben and jerry you know yeah.
0: although ben and jerry's is nice i have to say anyone out there who Wants to do promotion stuff, best send the Ben and Jerry's to me. No, because I was just thinking maybe I should pin these jeans on a wall and maybe that would be a visual motivation for me to get down And that's Who knows? Why not? Who knows? Okay, so, well, crikey, what do we do first then? Because it looks this like we've just gone down a ma- – like we've just exploded a massive bomb, right? Because, like, what do you do first? If you've got – if you're feeling, and I suppose – I go, if you're feeling cluttered and I think it's, does it start with a feeling? Does it start with like, do, how do people find you? Do they go, oh, I'm feeling cluttered or I need to, what's the first move? What's the first step to decluttering?
1: Well, usually they're like, oh my gosh, I have so much clutter. What do I do? So maybe they Google, how do I declutter, oh, okay. clutter? And then if I've been doing my SEO, then I should <laughs> pop up. And so, you know, a lot of people have clutter overwhelm. And they're paralyzed They're like we mentioned where do i yeah. start i've got so much where so what i would say is you know if you spend 10 minutes a day that's over 60 hours in a year and you can get a lot done in 60 hours so don't feel like you know rome wasn't built in a day you didn't create this clutter in a day so don't expect to get it gone in a day so what i would say to people is like ask yourself is there a deadline So you're coming and having new kitchen cabinets put in. Well, then the kitchen needs to be decluttered by X amount. Or you know what? I can't sleep on my bed because there's so much crap on it. Then that priority is to clear my kitchen. Or if, you know, as a family, you decide, you know what? We can't hang out in the family room. Let's declutter that first or something's driving you crazy. Or if there's an emergency or a sense of urgency, like, oh, you know what? I'm not paying my bills on time. Well, then maybe we need to get the home office decluttered and organized so you can not overpay your mortgage and pay interest fees and all that
0: stuff. Wow. Wow. And, and, and I suppose, so Does I've got in my head like a virus, right? Bloody COVID. Right. But does if you've got like somebody who is cluttered like say for example's sake it is the single parent whether that be the dad or the mum right who's cluttered up emotionally and physically within the environment does that spread like a virus to the kids do they tend to find or is it that certain personality types are more prone to clutteriness than other
1: i say well i would say two things the first part is it affects people for Mm. sure if you have a cluttered disorganized home everyone who lives there is going to be affected in my experience it's been more personality types like i worked with a family the other day one parent likes to save everything the other parent's willing to get rid of it but likes to buy so the oldest child has trouble getting things away the middle child was it can let stuff go with a little bit of prodding, and the third one's like, yeah, whatever, get rid of it. So there are different degrees, which I think goes to personality. And do you know what? It's it's funny you say that, right? Because when you were talking about
0: that, I was when you said that, I went, oh, that'll be my mum and dad then, because my dad is like. I mean, he's always been a handyman the whole of his life. I mean, us kids have always known him to be fixing stuff on the house and stuff. We never had money as kids, right? So they didn't, they couldn't afford to bring in an electrician or a builder or whatever. So dad had to learn it, right? And a lot of the time he learned it through connections and, and people within his network because he didn't have Google. I mean, we're talking a long time ago here, right? Um, But it's quite funny because in our household, we call my dad B&Q, right? So that would be the equivalent mm-hmm. in Australia to Bunnings or Mida 10. And I don't know what you have in the States, but like a big DIY store, right? My dad's garage yeah. is the most amazing. If you were a DIYer, you would go in there and go, oh, my God, he's got drills. He's got drill bits. He's got bits mm-hmm. of rope, bits of, bits of wood, right, that you sit there and you go, what is that? That's just a random piece of wood. All different lengths, bits of pipe. Like we all laugh and go, he'll never throw any of it away. Right. And that is his, so, but that's his little hoardy bit, right? Because his man. Yeah. And it's because he goes, well, that could come in handy someday. Right. And I sit there and I go, dad, you're 73, buddy. Like you ain't going to be doing any diy like you used to and dad goes yeah but you kids might need it and i'm like well i'm in australia and your son is just like bought you know bought and done his house up so you know i would be chucking it right and things like he used to work for a well-known company a big company in in the uk and they would give out like uniforms right so there would be warm jackets jumpers trousers stuff like that right and because mm-hmm. he would get he wouldn't use it all right so he's got it hoarded in his shed for just in case just in case but he as a child had no money nothing right they put cardboard in their shoes because they had holes in their shoes mm-hmm. so that's sort of where his mentality sort of come where from where it started yeah quite, you know quite interesting how it all sort of blueprints through so i mean i'm sure my parents are gonna love that i've just told that story but tough,
1: it's, you know. it's well, your dad's not alone. And I have a couple thoughts on that. First, try to ask yourself if you can trust that you'll get what you need when you need it. Right. Because if we have this fear, we hold on to it, but you can say, okay, you know what? I'm going to trust when the time comes that that piece of rope or that plank of wood, I'll be able to find it. My husband's the same oh, no, way. And we've had to thing, go I through think. a couple rounds of, yeah. And he's like, I'm grateful. I mean, he's, had to work on our entire basement this year. I mean, he's just been phenomenal doing that. And so, I, and it's a challenge, but I would say if, you know, just if he can remove a little, right? Like, you know, hey, maybe would you think someone that could get, you know, better use out of these tools, we're all set. Maybe you could sell them and make him money and you and mom could go on a nice little getaway or something, right? And with the, like, you know, dad, you haven't worn that jumper yeah, oh. in 20 years. Would you be willing to let it go?
0: I know. You I know. know, And I would
1: say with something like that. And I understand my husband grew up poor. So I yeah. understand. Oh. That. And I understand the mentality. Right. And you understand that fear. But what I tell my husband, I'm like, that's when you were a child, become present. When you were in the present moment, that is your point of power to change. So your dad can say in this present moment, I'm safe. In this present moment, I have abundance. In this present moment, I have enough. But most of us are living in the past or the future. We're challenged to be right in the moment of now. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know it's scary, isn't it? Um, yeah, but it's bizarre how things from your childhood like seep into your adulthood, and then you know that's that's your reasoning around that. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. So okay, so so what? So what you're saying is, with the first things you should do, if you're feeling cluttered, right? Uh, Well, number one, get your book and listen to your podcast because you've got books and podcasts on all of this malarkey, haven't you? Um, But number two, um, start to see are there, start to prioritize, are there things that are coming up that basically, so if I'm getting a new kitchen fitted, well, I need to go through the kitchen and start decluttering it or, um, yeah, and start actually clearing it out so we've got less stuff in boxes and we we get get organized people is basically what you're saying.
1: But it also might be something like, you know what I have an insom I have insomnia. So maybe that's the clutter that needs to be addressed. Oh. Is it insomnia because there's a health issue or is it insomnia because I'm worried about something? So I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm worried I'm not going to have enough for retirement. Okay. Then let's become present. What is our plan of action? Uh, This week, I'm going to schedule an appointment with HR and understand my benefits and start contributing (sighs) to my company's matching plan. And this week, I'm going to cut down, instead of four days at Starbucks, I'm going to cut down to one. And with that extra money, I'm going to put that in savings, right? In our present moment, we can create a plan of action to declutter. Or maybe it's something like, uh, you know, in a relationship, like you are emotionally eating because you're upset you haven't had the conversation so maybe to to declutter the relationship you know what where is this going i need to know where we stand so that i can make a decision you know to move forward or for us to break up or whatever it is instead of being in fear oh what's he going to do or she going to do and it's trying to second guess and avoiding the conversation because you don't like confrontation you know and taking action so it's really going to depend what's going on in your life And that should determine your first and question
0: yourself, basically, is what you're saying. Like, why am I staying awake? Why am I eating? Why am I to actually then try and deal with the declutter? It's not about physical declutter. And I think we need to get away from that because it's not about physical declutter. But some of that emotional stuff can lead to physical clutter in your house, physical clutter in your garage.
1: If you're jealous, if you're jealous, you see these fake lives on Instagram and you're like, I need to have. 500 outfits so you buy and you go into credit card debt that's caused you financial clutter that's caused you mental clutter because you're stressed out about and instead of being jealous of someone what dream do you want to create why are you jealous how can you turn that jealous instead of buying all those outfits you know what I'm gonna start a side gig of something I've always wanted so that I can at least buy one nice outfit a year. Instead of being jealous, how can you turn that down? Yeah, well or if
0: yourself? everything's going safe and you're thinking and you're getting wrinkles and stuff like that, cause I'm looking at my face this morning going, oh my God. Um, and then you decide you're gonna buy tons and tons of bloody face cream or go for like your Botox and all of that stuff and like, I obviously haven't had it, but like, you know, and you start to like get addicted or start to clutter your, because you're, but but that's all about not feeling good in yourself or feeling as though you want. Yeah.
1: You loved yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Or thought you were good enough. My 13 year old niece is really good at makeup and I had to take her to a bunch of places. I said, you're going to do my makeup. And she looked at me and she said, Juju, your face is falling. We need to lift it. And I just started laughing. I'm like, okay. I never noticed my face was falling before and she's a pistol. So you know, it was what it was. And I'm like, oh my OK, God. Just, right, Emma, she waits. just do the makeup. Just she it. waits. Yeah, I sort know. Right? Wait until she's dating. It's going to be fun, oh. you know. But uh, but, you know, like if I wasn't secure in myself, I maybe I'd start thinking about a facelift. I'm like, OK, my face is like I'm aging. OK, I'm going to try to age gracefully. But what else can I do? I'm like, I have no desire to get plastic surgery. That's just me. You know, if it is something that would support you in loving yourself better and having better self-esteem i'm all for it but i would question i would say to whatever it was plastic surgery whatever is this truly real is this going to be a band-aid or is do we have to examine deeper like Because maybe you get the work done and you still have low self-esteem, right? We really need to dig deep and examine what's going on. Did Madonna
0: really need to get a new butt? That's all I'm going to say. Like, I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, lady! Like, you looked great beforehand. Why did you have to go and get like thick butt? You know, you're right. It's it's about you.
1: She's sad to me. She's sad because she just doesn't want to age, and she just is fighting it tooth and nail. And again, like, do but it's. To me, like the persona and the acting and talking about, you know, I don't know if I can say it on the podcast about intimate relationships all the time. That. It's like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying you should be a sexual being in oh. your 60 year and, and embrace your sexuality. But that's you my, my, so? not my point. I think that's wonderful. But it's it's like trying to be edgy and over the top and to shock people. I'm like, that's not a good look. And it makes you look yes. desperate. And, you know, like you have, you're older than I am and you have no wrinkles. It's just not real. I mean, you know, like,
0: yeah. I mean, hats off her. She's got the money. She can do it and all that good. But I do, I think I agree with you. Like I sit there and go, "Lady, stop looking desperate. You've got loads of money. You're all good. It's fine. You look good, but I don't want to see your ass pointing at me from under a bed. Like, I'm sorry, lady, you're 60-odd. Right. You're the age, like, well, she's not the age of yeah. my mom because my mom's 70 now, but I'm going, you're not much younger than my mom. Right. Stop with the bum thing. And I don't know what her kids think. But
1: see, I think it makes them look worse. It's a great bum. you've got a face with no wrinkles and then you, absolutely. And then you've got hands of a 65 year old or whatever it is. So there's that disconnect. And it just like I don't think it makes women look attract like I'm and I'm again I'm not saying no work, (sighs) but you can have work done that's subtle and that you know I believe enhances you as opposed to just makes you it it doesn't look good on. Oh,
0: anyway, look, we've gone down a Madonna hole. Oh, maybe I should rephrase that. A rabbit hole about Madonna. Um, so look, okay, so oh look, we've just gone through COVID, right? So all of us were stuck, well, especially us Mm -hmm. in Melbourne and lockdown and all of that stuff we're all stuck in our houses drinking wine dealing with our kids and homeschooling and bought loads of rubbish online we looked at stuff the marketing helped right and they all went oh you need this and you need that and we all went oh yeah no we do need that 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 kitchen appliance thing that opens tins on the side and like do you know what I mean oh that pair of scissors that cuts your grass automatically or whatever like I'm going no, we don't need any of this rubbish, but we bought it, right? How do we stop accumulating stuff? How do we stop buying things that we don't actually need? Like, how do we stop, apart from switching social of media off?
1: First, take a deep breath, right? Right. Well, but you know what? I think unplugging's good. If you reduce your time on social media, you're let. I mean, you're going to see an ad every two seconds. It seems like so. If you cut down on your social media time, you are going to cut down on the amount of advertisement that you see. And you know, if you are, if you're on Google, if you're on Facebook, they are capturing all your information. So they are going to get the stuff that you want. And so it's very difficult. I mean, I'd say to people, it's challenging. So don't beat yourself up about that. But And don't beat yourself up about COVID. It was a strange time for everyone in the world. So, you know, if you got a little crazy, it's okay, but now it's life's somewhat back to normal. So we need to take a deep breath. Do you need an accountability plan? Do you need to put one of those things on your computer that can help block? you know, certain websites or whatever and make sure that, you know, you cut down or you go into DuckDuckGo, which isn't like Google. So you aren't going to see a bazillion ads and they are not going to trace your movement so that they know you love cats and everything that a cat needs is going to come up. You know, there are little things that you can do to do that. But that's also about building that muscle. Do I really need it? Let me step back for a moment. Let me take a deep breath. Do I need it? Do I want it? Do I use it? Would I love it? Do I already have one? You know that's when you just gotta say okay i'm gonna really push myself here come on now and then i would say walk around your house if there's a bunch of clutter be like i don't want to add yeah. anything to that yeah and i've, I've
0: got to say social media for me nowadays is getting boring because i sit there and i go it's ad after ad after ad after ad and like a few years ago yeah happy days it was good because you were like watching what was going on people were doing interesting stuff you know you were like peering into their lives only their lives that they showed you, but even so, right? right and at right. the beginning of lockdown, that was great seeing what other people were doing in other places in the world because it was like taking you out of your house. But um yeah, I'm yeah. bored of the ads. I'm bored of Facebook. I'm bored of Insta even because I go, great, okay, ad, 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 stupid dance, ad. Yeah, so you know that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay, so once once you've gone round, right, and you've mastered your clutter right how do you stop it
1: well i don't think we're oh, always going to master our clutter because that well i'm uh being in progress i'm always going to be in progress i'm never going to reach but perfection. you're the specialist how can i be a better woman well but I, i'm mm. not perfect Fair i'm enough, far that's from a it human. my mom died a year oh, ago wow. so i'm still sorting through all her yeah. stuff right and i'm giving myself grace i'm like you know what? I downsized two times within two years. I'm emotional about her death. I'm not ready to go through stuff. So I'm um, my dad, I went through some of the stuff. We're going to have it probably in a month or two delivered here. And I'm like, you know, like, for instance, you made these travel journals. So I want to relive Shame. the travel journals, given my brother. Then we can do something with yeah. that. But I'm giving myself grace. However, I will add the caveat, downsize twice. I'm on top of stuff. So it's not like I'm bringing in stuff. And haven't decluttered in 30 years. But I would say, you know, and again, like, how I I just have a little note. I'm not, no posting. I was talking to my coach today. No posting when angry. (laughs) And I very rarely get on social media. But I have this high school. Don't ever organize a high school reunion. (gasps) And don't ever serve on an HOA board if you're a normal person. Because all those people want to do is have power. And this guy complained about me and i responded in anger and she was like no more posting when you're angry so my little reminder no more posting angry so that says to me okay you have healing and stuff right right so come on do i want peace of mind or i want to be right it's like i can't change anyone i can't make them honest so then okay again so that's practice for me i'm far from perfect and it's the same thing with decluttering i'm sure i know i can improve right so if you're happy, if you feel good in your space, that's what's important. But I apologize. I think it interrupted you with what you were going to continue on the question. So if there was a second Where half you? to that. Did
0: you? I don't know. It's a it like, for me, it's a Friday morning here and I'm going, oh my God, it's Friday morning. What happened to my week? It feels like Monday was yesterday and today is Friday and I missed a whole lot <laughs> of days. No, that's cool. That's cool. No, but it's you don't have to talk to me about egos and stuff like that. I mean, I worked in the corporate environment in London and the UK Mm -hmm. and global projects, delivering multi-million dollar projects and the egos and, you know, and I've worked in, um, I've worked for government, I've worked, you know, for big companies and, um, oh, my God, yeah, some of those egos, wow. (laughs) Put Elon Musk
1: to, like, shame sometimes, but yes. Okay, so but if they were healing and whole they wouldn't have an ego like that. Oh. What world would and we live in if we were all healed? It would be look completely different than it is now.
0: I think there's an I think there needs to be a lot more women up in um politics. There needs to be a lot more women in, in the boards thousand of percent. companies because I think there'd a be a lot percent. more I think we'd have a
1: lot we'd more look a relaxed. Much differently. Yeah, order. I just had this conversation this morning with my husband. I was like we need women need to, we need a matriarchal society as opposed to a patriarchal society cuz it hasn't worked for the past 1000 years or whatever it's been 2000 Yeah and look
0: at and and you know I'm not sure that a woman would have invaded the Ukraine I'm not sure I, and what well, she might have done if she was trying to impress men I don't know and but anyway we're not even going to go down that rabbit hole so okay so how then if I've decluttered, right, how do you keep mm-hmm. it under control, though? Do you, you just don't. You say it's just a work in practice. So once you've cleared out your house and you've yeah. like gone, right, I've got rid of all my clothes that I thought I was going to fit into that I've got no hope in hells of actually ever getting back into, and maybe I need to invest in more stretchy jeans than I do in the tight designer mm-hmm. jeans I had when I came over here. But um, I've sorted my clothes. How, how do I keep it like you that?
1: You maintain it. So you go what I, once you've done a huge, okay, just from physical declutter, once you've done a huge decluttering, then you go through every stuff, everything you own every year annually or two years maximum. But I'm telling you, once you've done the major decluttering, you can blam through everything. It doesn't take that much time. The initial decluttering might, again, if you've had 10, 20, 30 years, it might take you a weekend to go through a room, you know, and you might not be able to do it straight. So you have to take time. But once you do that, it's yeah. a breeze and, ca- and you break it down into manageable steps. I think that's yeah. key. So you don't become overwhelmed and you get and you you put a date in the calendar and say, I'm going to commit to this and do that. Because you say, I'm going to do it someday. Then magically someday never comes. So you commit, you know what, every year, every two years, I'm going to go through everything I own. And just throughout the year, you keep on top of stuff. Oh, I brought five new pairs of shoes. What can I donate to the women's shelter? Let's get rid of a couple pairs. And if you do things like that, then that makes a process. And I'm all for
0: it. Like, my view is sell it. If you can't sell it and it's been sitting online for blooming ages, then donate it. Right. Because somebody somewhere will, you know, take a fight. And I'm all for recycling clothes and toys and books and things like that. Because I just go, we've got too much stuff in our world. Yeah. Something like, I don't know, our do. population's going to increase to like nine billion or whatever over the next few years. And God knows, it's all crazy. Um, so, okay. And I was also thinking with all of this, right, can you teach your kids? Like if you had, right, and I like, God love my son and God love the fact that he went to a a daycare like a um he went to a daycare not a daycare center but he went to like family daycare which we call family daycare over where he goes to somebody's house and they look after like three Mm. or four kids over the day and they're various different ages um and so that person sort of instilled in him as well as I did but like she like really drove at home you know that if you play with a toy right then you're not getting another one out until you've put it away because she's got four kids to manage right so you know having four kids pull everything out like it's about taking responsibility right so God love her for that because it made my job so much easier but like how do you one if you've got an untidy kid who is starting to clutter up their bedroom with just rubbish right is can you train them and how do you train them
1: absolutely a thousand percent and i think the younger you do the better because the people i worked with didn't learn these skills as Mm. kids or they might have had aren't at a hoarder level because you need special training with that but had some type of trauma like i worked with someone they just threw out all her stuff one day and she was a woman in her 40s who had stuffed animals Because they were all thrown out as kids. So you can absolutely understand that. So one of the things I like to do, I think, with kids, it's really great is you declutter around birthdays and Christmas or, you know, if you celebrate something else because, hey, we're going to get some new stuff in. It's let's get some rid of some stuff before our new presents come in. If the kid is challenged to let it go, then what's, what are they like if they love animal? Okay, well, let's go down to the animal shelter and we'll donate this maybe that they can use for a fundraiser or we have a garage sale and you can take the money that you made and donate it to the animal shelter. So you find a cause they're interested in, or if it's a toy, I, I just have to add a caveat that's super important. Don't donate anything, like especially to a child's charity or a charity that's in such awful shape that you wouldn't give it to your friends or family. Like here in the U.S., like if you do that in California, they're probably gonna have to pay a landfill fee. So they've now lost money because you threw their crap on them. And people do that a lot. So I just if you wouldn't give it to a family or friend, then don't do that. But, you know, if you're going to donate it and have the kids see, hey, this is what your money went to, you know, and then they get that sense of, wow, someone's going to love it and take care of it or it did some good. And so that the, the clutter at Christmas or holidays and birthdays and taking them a charity and doing something good with that. And, you know, having a conversation like if they're, you know, I it upset me that like with that client, someone came in and felt she felt violated. Someone came in and got rid of all of her stuff. Well, of course you'd feel violated. So having that conversation, you want them to learn to stretch those muscles so that they do it and they become habits and they don't need me in 20 years.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. I mean, sometimes with my son, I go, right, you don't play with this, right? And he goes, yeah, but I want to keep it. And I go, yeah, but if we sell it, you get money. We go buy new stuff. And he goes, oh, I'll get rid of it then.
1: <laughs> so. Right. See, oh, there you found his he motivation. He new stuff.
0: It's new stuff with him all the time. But, you know. Um, and so, yeah, no, that's good. So, okay. How do you, like, how do people get in touch with you if they want to, um, if they want to declutter or if they want what, to, what have you got? So, because I know you do a podcast. So that's on all the platforms. What's your podcast called?
1: It's called Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. And I also have 15 books on Amazon. I've got a whole Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out journal prompt series because you have the wisdom within. But I ask you all these questions, you tease out what's the best answer, and then I give you a game plan, an action plan to move forward. And then I've Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out, which is 21 standalone. And we look at physical, mental, emotional, spiritual clutter And then I also this year created a 21 day challenge. If you need a quick, I've got to get going. This is gonna just very easy peasy and get you going over 20 days. And if you do the steps, then you're gonna have made some progress on clearing your clutter. So I've got books, I've got classes, my website's reawakenyourbrilliance.com, and they can follow me on social media. And I also do video for the podcast too, if they're on YouTube.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Are you on TikTok yet?
1: God, no, I know I need to be on it. What to Decluttering. Do. I'm doing short reels for Facebook oh, and on Instagram.
0: You sound really happy about that.
1: <laughs> I'm thrilled, as you can tell. There's just I'm so much more to do. I'm enthusiastic at him. you know, I'm a solopreneur. I don't want to have employees. I love what I do, I love coaching people but it's just like I'm managing a business. I have business actually to make money and then you've got to do all the social media stuff. It's a challenge.
0: Yeah. It feels like
1: it never ends.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, um, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us some hints and tips and telling us to declutter our minds as well as our physical environments. Cause yeah, I'm like, I'm a control freak. So I like to have stuff clear because i feel as though i can't think straight if i've got stuff everywhere like i like to walk into a room and have the worktops in the kitchen fairly clear like there's stuff on my worktops like you know utensils and stuff but i like to have them clear i don't like washing up thank god for dishwashers because i don't like washing up sitting there um like waiting to be washed up it bugs the hell out of me but it, it like I like your advice though about it's small steps it's baby steps isn't it
1: absolutely yeah it's it really and then steps. you know what then you build upon that and you like I can do this and organizing and just are a skill you can learn I'm not like so I have some superpower it's like it's something I was interested in was good at and so I built upon that skill but like you know the example I use I'm in the labor day. It's on Monday tennis tournament up here. And I just started playing tennis in June, but I (sighs) practice every week, anytime, like tonight, right before the interview, they're like, someone's like, I'll sub. Anyone asked me sub, but I'd practice at it to build those muscles. Yeah. And it's the same with the cluttering and organize it. You've got to do it and and that'll build your confidence.
0: Yeah. It's like doing a route. Like I've got, because I'm busy at the moment, I've got a goal that I'm, doing a box because my son has like these little um it's like a bookcase but it's like got box like boxes in it it's not like a bookcase it's they've got okay. these baskets boxes polite boxes yes. or whatever yeah and so I said right I'm doing a box a week right because that's right. I'm busy right yeah. but that's what I can do I can do a box but you're a still week doing
1: something yeah exactly
0: so that means I've got a box a week that will get cleared out and he's got 16 of them. So it'll take me some time. But at the end of the day, some of them, some of it will keep. And sometimes right. I do a box and I go, oh, well, that was quick because it'll be all these Avenger characters. And I'll go, well, none of those are going. So I go, right, well, I ain't got to sort that box. And I go on to the next box. So it just right. works that way. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. See, that's
1: great. You're taking it, you're doing everything. You're doing something once a week. So that's yeah. awesome. And there'll be periods in your life where once a a box a week's all i can handle but then when you get some free time then you're like we're going to do the garage this weekend right it's it's about being present and committing to it and getting it done and again once you've done like a major overhaul of the house maintaining it's easy
0: and like is there anything is there one thing and i suppose we might have touched on it now but is there one thing that you would say to somebody who was wanting to declutter that you just go yes
1: I would say this might sound odd, but I'm going to say you are good enough, worthy enough and love no matter what, because we're either coming from fear or coming for love. If you feel you're worthy, you're not going to create physical clutter. I'm not going to pair myself to the Joneses or you're not going to allow someone to treat you badly and create emotional clutter. So I think when you remember that and you can come from a place of love and not from fear, you're going to be way ahead of the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Look, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's I, it's awesome speaking to you. Um, It feels like I spoke to you ages and ages ago. It feels like I haven't spoken to you for ages. Look, I've got one last question that yes. I always ask everyone on the podcast. And it can't be one of your own books, all right, but what book would you recommend to my listeners and why? Can I
1: recommend two? Oh, pfft. Yeah. Can I go for it? Yeah. Okay. I would recommend Women Who Run With The Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Every woman should be required reading for every woman because she's a cantadora. So she's a storyteller. And so she tells these amazing stories. And then there's a lesson in there. And like we talked about earlier, you know, we need women in politics. We need women running the world and if every woman read that book, I think we'd we'd have more women doing that. And the other one is uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, which is a really short book. I read it once a year. It's maybe 70 pages. Phenomenal. Great advice. And it just reminds me what I need to focus on. But super small and easy read. You got one that's going to take you some time and one that's an easy read, but just as is phenomenal. Like, I'm amazed at so much great advice is in such a small book.
0: Wow. See, I'm doing this really, I'm asking this question because it's really selfish for me because I'm like going, because I love reading and I love learning stuff, which might be one of the reasons I do this podcast. And so, and I love finding out all these books that my guests like have read and have like impacted their lives. I'm going, right, write that on my list, get that down. So that's brilliant. Thank you for that. Look, I'm going to let you get on with your evening. Evening there in the states, morning here in the uh, in the UK. Where am I? In <laughs> Australia. So look, thank you for coming on board, um, and have a great evening. Go. Are you going to enjoy tennis now?
1: Oh no, I already did tennis, so it's bath time. I'm going to go. My bathtub is my woman cave. And so I'm all sweaty and I'm going to enjoy a nice bubble bath and just chill out. And I just want to thank you for having me and sharing your gifts with the world by doing this podcast and inspiring others.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, go and enjoy your
1: bath. I shall. Thank you. See ya. Bye now.
0: Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, Please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey, and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin, and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.